0: Welcome, this is the Sales IQ podcast. My name is Luigi Preston and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe so we can help you master the art of selling. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed because you're spinning multiple plates at the same time? This week, we're joined by Waldo Waldman, ex fighter pilot who's going to talk about some of the strategies that he used to manage his mindset in high stress situations and how he's taken those strategies and adapted them into the business and sales world. This episode is brought to you by VanillaSoft.com, sales engagement platform like no other. Vanilla Soft Vanilla so- is a platform that helps you engage your leads like a CRM just simply can't do. CRM are great, but... To engage with your leads effectively to turn a marketing qualified lead into a sales qualified lead and put more opportunities into your pipeline, you need to get yourself a sales engagement platform. So do yourself a favor, head over to vanillasoft.com, sign up for a free trial, and see why so many salespeople are closing more deals as a result of using vanilla soft. So before we get into today's show, guys, I just want to say thanks again for subscribing and for listening to this podcast. I do this to help you be the very best you can be. Please continue to like, rate, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. And please don't forget to send me a message on LinkedIn. I absolutely love receiving those messages of gratitude and thanks. So please keep it up. The last four or five months has been an incredible journey. I think for some, it's been very difficult. For others, I think they've found opportunity an opportunity to spend more time with their family maybe get more balance, maybe spend more time at home, do some things around the house if all you wanted to do. Regardless of what's happened, I think we've all been in a position where we've been questioning and found ourselves in a situation where we might not necessarily have the skills to work through. I know I certainly have. I've found it some days have been very difficult to navigate through, you know, homeschooling, working from home, Zoom fatigue. I don't know if any of you have been getting it, but I've definitely been getting Zoom fatigued. I'm constantly staring at the screen, lack of routine, or trying to find a different routine or a new routine. Um, and some days it's been quite stressful. Some days have been quite overwhelming. Some days have been great, you know, not having to sit in traffic and jump on the train and the hustle and bustle in the morning. But you know what? I actually miss some of that hustle and bustle. I mean, being on a plane and meeting new people and running face-to-face workshops in an actual room with people and feeling their energy. But what I love about this particular episode and what we're going to dive into is Waldo talks about his experience working as a fighter pilot and some of the high stress situations he found himself in and talks about what he's done or what, what he did to work through that and how he's applied that into his new world, into into a new life. So if we think about that, right, people keep talking about the new normal, the new normal. I think it's about adapting to change. And that's what I love about this particular episode. He talks about how how to adapt and what he did and what some of the strategies he used back when he was in those stressful situations and how he's applied it into business. So this is an incredible episode for many of us who are looking for that extra little bit of help from a mindset perspective, Waldo's going to go in to give you some key strategies on how you can be the best you can be. Welcome to the show, Waldo. Great to be here, mate. I'm uh, really excited to talk to you today, man. I've actually never, I've never spoken to a, a you know, a pilot in, um, before on my podcast, so I'm really excited to talk to you. About sort of how you started in the world of business um, from flying, um, you know, you know, from flying um, fighter pilots or or fighter jets. So, mate, thank you very much for coming on the show.
1: Uh, It's my pleasure, Luigi.
0: Now, before we get into you know the topic of mindset, um, you know, performance, and you know, and and building resilience and all those sort of great topics that you discuss, would love to know a bit more about you know how did you start? I suppose not even in the world of business, but You know, where did your career start? So when
1: I was a kid, uh, my dad was a mechanic at uh, Kennedy Airport in New York City, worked on the jumbo jets, uh, the the planes, he changed engines, just did everything. And uh, he brought me to the airport with him, along with my twin brother, Dave. And he said, we're going to give you a little tour, right? Yeah. And I was probably 10 years old or so. And I'll never forget the smell of the jet fuel the rumble of the jet engines, watching the floating birds, I was hooked. Yeah. And he sat us in the cockpit of that 747 jumbo jet. And I started to play with the throttle and the switches. And I looked at my dad I said, hey, man, what's this place for? He said, it's the cockpit, Rob. It's where the pilot flies the plane. And so in an instant, I knew that I didn't want to fix the planes like my dad. I wanted to fly them. But... Uh, unfortunately for me, my my dad uh, my dad said, "Listen, son, you're you're afraid of heights. <laughs> Probably not the <that laughs> choice for you." Yeah. But uh, but I knew my passion at that time was greater than that fear, and uh, I eventually uh, applied to the Air Force Academy, one of the higher, uh, difficult places to get into. And you you graduate after four years, you get a college degree, and have an opportunity to go to pilot training, which is what I did, and it opened up a whole wow. opportunity for me
0: for growth and uh, and, and challenge. That's amazing. So you really found your passion at a very early age. Yeah, I, I didn't.
1: Yeah. I, I loved planes, and I, I made this commitment to fly. But then one of my guidance counselors, when I was like in tenth grade or so, about probably sixteen years old, talked to me about the Air Force Academy, the military, because I wanted to fly, but I didn't know about the military until that yep. time. And so he shared shared it to me, and it was a very difficult place to get into. And when you graduated, it was very, very prestigious, exclusive school. And it was all about challenge, challenge, yeah. challenge, pushing yourself to limits. And I've always been that way. And the academy brought it out. And being a fighter pilot, obviously, always was very challenging for me. And uh, it helped me to grow. And that's part of why I love sales and business development and executive yeah. coaching. It's, it's about pushing and getting better than you were yesterday, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that concept. I'd love to know, like, you know, when you, you talked about, you know, the challenge and fear, mm. overcoming fears to, to get into that sort of career, what were some of the earlier challenges that you really had to work on that, you know, that, that was a, a must in order to become a pilot or a so, fighter
1: pilot? So, so the first thing is always uh, a little bit of self-doubt, right? You, always, yeah. any, any human being, you know, you're in that intense environment, Luigi, you're, 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 you, you, there's a failure rate, 35%. Of, of academy grads, pilots, fighter pilots, wash out of the training. There's no guarantee you're going to have these wings. That's why, yeah. they're, that's why they're on Velcro, by the way. And okay. So,
0: I didn't know that.
1: So a little bit of self-doubt. Um, so I became maniacal about preparation. I became maniacal about working harder. I, things didn't naturally come to me a lot. I was a good athlete. Yeah. I wasn't a great athlete. I was a great outfielder because I worked and worked and worked at it. And so yeah. – so, so uh so that was one of the initial initial struggles and and then also the the fact that flying fighters and being a pilot it wasn't just about The technical game, knowing the technology and the machinery and all the weapon systems. You have to know this inside out, just like you have to know your CRM, your sales processes, your tactics, your tools that are available to you. But it also had to do with the mindset that it took to get into that plane because it was a lot of pressure, constant change, new technology updates. Your life was on the line, not just in combat, but in training. We pushed and pushed and pushed. And we had standards that we had to meet. If you didn't yeah. meet those standards, if you folded under the pressure, guess what? You were done. Yeah. And so, so that was always in the back of my mind. You know, will I be able to handle the pressure? Will I be able to adapt to this high-pressure environment where it's demanding? You've got a lot of competition and high standards amongst your peers and also where the threat is deadly right? This isn't yeah. a game. Flying fighters was pretty serious. If you didn't do your job right, you weren't having dinner that night.
0: Well, man, that's a bit, you know, obviously it's a, it's a lot more, you've got a lot more at stake, right? Sure. Um, you know, we, we work in sales, we make a mistake. Hey, that's one down. We lose one, there's another thousand out there we can talk to. It's not as if, right, you make a mistake in a plane and your life's over, right? So, I mean, how did you work on, like, what were some of the strategies that you employed to build sort of a level of resilience? that helped you work pragmatically through some of the challenges that you were experiencing?
1: So, so number one, like I said, I, I have, I have a, we have a saying in the air force in the military, the more you sweat in peace, the less, yeah. you, the less you bleed in yeah. battle. Yeah. So training was so important and I took my training very seriously. Yeah. Uh, and I was always been, I've always commanded excellence for myself. I always had attention to detail. I always wanted to learn and grasp and grow. But what happens in any environment where we're learning, I don't care if you're in sales, business development, sports, or in the military or running a podcast for that matter, it's about reaching out for help when you need to. It's about specific attention to detail, being maniacal about your preparation And doing whatever you could before you got into that cockpit, you needed every competitive advantage. So I was monocle about working hard. Like I said, it didn't come naturally to me, so I had to Mm. study harder. And the reason why, you know, you talk about mindset and confidence, especially when it comes to sales. Before jumping into the cockpit of your day, you're doing a virtual call, sending out an email, following up on a prospect lead, or reaching out uh, as as a cold call, which I don't believe you should have a cold call. You always bold call. Yeah. Because you're confident, you're bold, yeah. you're confident, you prepared, prepared, you did the research, you leveraged social media, you went to the press releases, you know your technologies and tools. And so that ability to build confidence, that inner wingman, allows you to be resilient, it allows you yeah. to say, I'm gonna bounce back from this because I've contingency planned. I've asked myself what if. The weather change? What if I get shot at? What if my engine fails? What if I have an objection to price? What if this Zoom call fails me? What if yeah. I'm late? What if I'm late for that meeting? I'm in stuck in, tra- in traffic. Do I have cell phones available? What are my options? So that builds confidence. And for those that are listening or watching this right now, you've got to do whatever you can before the flight, before the mission, to prepare, to contingency plan, to build the confidence and capabilities. That yep. lead that lead to growth and resilience, um, and so that that's a big part of building building resilience. And and the last piece, and I'll let you ask again, is knowing that you may step into a situation where you're not prepared, where you don't have a plan.
0: Yeah.
1: And when you prepare contingency plan, we chair fly, which I can go over with you. A very very important sales tactic that we use. I learned in the military, chair flying and rehearsing. Is you're resilient because you know you've got somebody on your team, a partner, yeah. a coworker, a, a supplier who can help you, who can give you the insight, the acumen, or the skill needed to prepare. And that builds more confidence and courage too when you're going out there on a high stress mission.
0: Yeah that's a fantastic story and and I suppose so from your you know from your perspective with the the learning that you took from that preparation phase right were there ever were there ever any moments where you thought you went into we're going into something even though you spent you know tons of time preparing where you felt underprepared
1: there's always this sense of underpreparedness especially in combat you know I flew in Iraq yep. uh extended long night missions, eight, six, six to eight-hour mm-hmm. night missions at uh, uh, Kosovo and Serbia, different weapon systems. Sometimes you didn't know it was coming at you. Sometimes you knew when you were taking off, Luigi, that there were missile systems on your almost entire route of flight. You had to have wow. your head on a swivel, know your technologies, you're like, am I going to miss a missile? Is, are they going to sneak in on me? Am I prepared do I have yeah. the fuel, right? Is my team prepared? That's why team selling, teamwork is so important. Yeah. And so you can never under, there's never enough preparation when it comes into this. But yeah. once again, I, I think uh, the reason why we're confident and have resilience in the, tr- in, the, in the combat when it's real is because we put ourselves in these situations before the region. Our yeah. training is so intense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing we experience in combat that we didn't experience in training. Yeah.
0: Right? Okay. So that's where you can develop the competent. You know, you're competent, so you can be confident. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And and
1: we and we feel the pressure already. We pressure yeah. train. We don't we don't listen to Tchaikovsky and Beethoven while we're practicing. <laughs> Yeah. And we're prepared under pressure. We're pushing each yep. other. So by the time it happens for real, you've been like, hey, man, I've been through this. I've been through the toughest yeah. scenarios. So that resilience is built up inside of you, allows you to adapt and stay focused.
0: This is really, you know, this is actually really interesting. So when you think about it, so you, 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 your, your training is designed to enable you to really cope and cope under, you know, real like significant pressure, right? Have you ever found, like, do you ever find yourself now, Where you find that your emotions are heightened and you struggle to maintain or make you know decisive decisions, or has that training that you've gone through, you know, for a number of years enabled you to be kind of manage your emotions with ease?
1: There's always a a tipping point, Luigi, where your pressure and stress and anxiety is going to potentially take over. But I think the reason why I'm good under pressure, like on calls and I do keynotes all over the world. I've been to South Africa, everywhere, you know is because I put myself in those situations and I have a a, a very astute ability to get focused when I need to. Mm. This means being intentional, shutting off the electronics, preparing for this mission, leaving myself some breathing room, um, uh, knowing my technologies and tools, right? Knowing the plane, knowing the contingencies, uh, and knowing what, what assets I have available is very, very important. But you have to be focused. You have to avoid distractions as much as you can yeah. because something's always going to pop up. You know, my kid's running mm. around upstairs. I've got my wife who want to do this and that. Uh, I've, got, I've got a to-do list that's so crazy. But we just have to block everything off and give our prospects, yeah. give our clients, give that wingman a wingman at hand our complete attention. And guess what? That's called being a professional. Yeah, right? and and I just can't tell you how many times I strapped into that jet, uh, you know, under the gun with a lot of grap going on in my life. But as soon mm. as that mass came up and I hit that throttle, you were yeah. focused, game on, yeah. got to do it.
0: So I think you know this is this is actually really relevant because a lot of people right now, like when we look at the unemployment rate in the US and even where I'm, you know, where I'm from in Australia, it's 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 every day it's getting higher and higher, right? Yeah. Um, people are living in an environment where we've never had training around, like we've never been locked down like this. Um, you know, we've never had certain restrictions. And so when you think about, you know, how do you prepare for something like this? I think it's been very difficult for us to prepare for something like this, right. You know, in your career as a fighter pilot, you know, what was one of the most difficult times that you had to overcome and, and what did you do to help yourself through that, that process? So,
1: I talked about being afraid of heights growing up. Yeah. Uh, 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 Graduating the Air Force Academy, I had to jump off a 33 feet high diving board. If you didn't do that, you, you, you were, uh, you'd you wash out of the Air Force. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to go to pilot training. And so facing my fear of heights was something very, very difficult for me, but I did it. I jumped, you know, on the opposite side of fear is growth, right? Yeah. So I knew I had to face that fear and jump that 33 feet because after I jumped, I knew my life would open up for me. And so many times commitment is only tested when the fun stops. Yeah. Your preparation is only truly tested when you're under the gun and pressures and you have a risk, you know, high risk situations, high stress. So I overcame that. But then three years into my 11-year flying career, long story short, I almost died in a scuba diving accident uh, in the Caribbean. I'd never been scuba diving before. Yeah. Uh, I didn't prepare. I thought, hey, i fly jets. What's so hard about scuba diving? Give me the mask. I'm jumping in the water, right? But needless to say, mask separated underwater. I inhaled a whole bunch of stinging salt water. It filled my lungs. I freaked out. Couldn't move. I was using my arms. I, I literally froze 30, 40 feet under the water and had a panic attack. Worst experience of my life. Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: and. And I uh, just got out of the water and said, "I'm I'm just never going scuba diving again." That absolutely sucked, right? Yeah. But what happened was a few days later, I'm back in the in the jet, flying a training mission, but the weather was terrible, thunderstorms, lightning, uh, socked into the clouds. I couldn't see yeah. outside my jet, and I started to have that same panic and anxiety that I had a few days prior. Wow. Yep. But instead of being 35 feet under the water, guess what? Now I'm 35,000 feet in the air, strapped into this tiny jet, realized I was claustrophobic. I'm like, I got to get the heck out of this plane now. Probably not the best thing for a pilot to have. Holy shit, yeah. And so bottom line is for the next eight years of my 11-year flying career, Every time I strapped into that jet to fly, I had to face this uncertainty and doubt and anxiety. That, that anxiety that that threatened to hold me back from doing what I love more than anything else, which was flying yeah. that jet. And I didn't quit. I didn't quit because my passion for flying was greater than my fear. Yeah. And I didn't quit because I, I I I wanted to overcome myself. I didn't want to give up on my dream. Yeah. And so yeah. what I did. Was I number one? I, I became I learned about dealing with anxiety and phobia. I read up on it, I tried to become present. Your head, mind can't think about multiple things at the same time, and I also got focused on my students. This was when I was an instructor pilot before I was flying jets, by the way. And I always got focused on my students, and later got focused on my wingman. As long as I got out of my head, Luigi, yep. listeners. As long as I got out of my head where anxiety and fear and doubt and uncertainty stay and focused on my team, my wingman, who can I help? Who can I coach? I had to have their back. You know, we never fly solo. That's the name of my book. We're not flying solo. I need to be a wingman to them. Back them up. Call out the threats for them. And guess what? They're going to be there for me. They're going to check my six, my blind spot.
0: Yeah.
1: And this concept concept of responsibility and collaboration and support distracted me from my fear and got me focused on service and helping. And I think when you look at it in life, in particular in sales, when it's all about value, it's all about yeah. service, asking questions and getting out of your ego and not worrying about the sale, but truly, truly trying to help your prospects out and your customers out, just like I'm trying to get into the headset and mindset and the heart set of your, of your, uh, of your listeners and you today distract yourself from yourself. Get the heck out of your head and focus on what the needs are of the people on the other end of that phone, on the Zoom call, in that meeting, in your life. And you will no longer be fearful because you're so focused on them and you're not focused on yourself and you become numb to your fear. It doesn't go away, but it allows you to be present. And so, We've got to really be thinking. What can I do to help? I'm in a situation where I'm full of fear. I don't know what's going to happen today. I don't know if I'm going to be able to close the deal, serve yeah. my family, get focused on service. Who can you help? Get out of mm. your head and get in that 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 com- get in that uh, that zone. That's not the comfort zone. It's the killer zone. It's where you can commit yeah. to excellence every day.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And so, so what I'm hearing, you know, you made a decision that. You know, when that panic attack kicked in and when you almost had another one, 35,000 feet in the air, you made a commitment to continue to focus on, you know, trying to not fix the anxiety, but build strategies to cope and make sure that that anxiety didn't take over your mind and distract you from, you know, where you're at. Because I think for me, the the biggest challenge that I've faced the last couple of months is just a complete break of routine and feeling out of control, right? Yeah. And I've had times where I've been anxious, you know, things like I'm like, what the hell is this making me anxious for? I've done this a thousand times. Right. Why Why am I being impacted by this particular task, right? And and I've actually, and I've been reading the Miracle Morning the last week. I went back to it, right? Yeah, I read,
1: like, it. I read it. It's a great, great book,
0: yeah. And something that has really kind of had a bit of an aha for me, it's, it's not that I'm not confident at a particular, you know, because I love doing what I do. It's because I've noticed that there is there are factors, there are things that are happening external to my environment that I'm letting come into my mindset and it's distracting my focus. So I absolutely love and appreciate what you shared with me about how you've you know managed to maintain your control over anxiety, because I think that is a big challenge for people right now. Um, you know you've gone from the known to the unknown, you've lost your job. Um, Or sale, you know pipelines have dried up. You're spending less time at work. You're having less social interaction Um, So I think you know many people would would really resonate with what you've just shared with us. So really appreciate that Waldo
1: yeah. Yeah. You got it. And, and it's, it's, it's so important because we're human beings. Here's the, here's the thing about what I do when I coach folks. It's like, look, I've made every failure out there. I screwed up in the military. I almost washed out at pilot training for a little landing light switch. I almost <laughs> died multiple times in combat yeah. missiles launched on me. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I was in sales before commission only eating what I killed. Like, uh, you know, right now my, my business is very successful, but it's dropped tremendously. Now yeah. we've got to eat We've got to eat our own dog food. How, how, like we've got to be willing to say, "Who am I? What do I really represent? How courageous and competent and fighter pilot mindset wise am I? Yeah. Or am I just full of crap and I'm just winging it, flying by the seat of my pants? Philosophize about it." Yeah. And so, so you brought up something very important, Luigi, and I want to really emphasize this for your, for your for your listeners and your customers and people who are trying to find a strategy. Your routines are important. You've gotta, you you got to discipline them down. I've got strategies every day. I yeah. write down out my list. I'm disciplined. I wake up in the morning. I read something spiritual, positive, feed my mindset in the yeah. right way. I work out four or five times a week, get my blood flowing, not just to give myself more health, but because I know it's going to allow me to be more present, more yes. engaged, more, more, more excited, and I'm more creative in the gym. I watch what I eat. And then finally, I'm I'm very cognizant about who I spend time with Mm. at work and outside of work. And so I want to share a concept of lift versus drag. You know, we all know that for a jet to fly, lift must overcome drag. Yep. You gotta take this, this couple ton machine into the air with that engine, but you got things hanging on it, you got bombs and weapon systems dragging it down, you got fuel. And your jet thrust needs to lift that aircraft up, and the aerodynamics are also going to lift it up. And so to be maneuverable in this plane, you've got to streamline the aircraft, lighten the load if you need to. If you're getting shot out and you've got to maneuver away, you jettison all these bombs and all the things dragging you down so you can maneuver, light, nimble, avoid the missile. So when it comes to life and performance and mindset, and what I now phrase, uh, coined the phrase heart set, because it helps your passion. Yeah. Is you got to find things in your life that lift you up. Great people like you, I could tell you very positive, Luigi. You love helping people. Uh, my friends, uh, the things that I listen to, the music, you know, our anxiety is always going to be there, but mm. the music of relationships, positivity, what we're reading, what we're working out, it drowns out the music. But guess yeah. what? If you lower the volume of your positivity, the volume of negativity won't change, but it's going to become present. Yeah. So, so be around the positive, be focused about it and jettison the negative relationships, the news, the media, all the crap that's dragging your mind down. Uh, watch what your disciplines are and you'll become more nimble and resilient in your life and be able to help other people out. Uh, so that's a really key component to to, to realize in that uh you're not flying solo, and sometimes those key relationships, those wingmen, those men and women in your life are, are enough to lift you up, yeah. not just with a mindset and or a positive attitude or a, a, a word of gratitude or motivation, but maybe with an idea mm. and a skill and a perspective to get you out of your funk, out of the clouds, and into the blue sky, kicking butt and staying focused on, on the mission.
0: Yeah. Now that's incredible advice. I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm I'm really really engaged with what you're saying and I've I've completely lost my train of thought because I'm just thinking <laughs> about that and and so mate, when you know obviously you're a keynote speaker, right, and you have spent a lot of time on planes, National Speakers Association, going to events, the world's changed and all of a sudden sure. these events aren't happening, right? All the events that are happening are virtual. Um how have you gone sort of making that transition from keynote speaker on stage to now a virtual speaker, and what has that meant for your business?
1: Right. So my, the live events obviously has dropped down mm. tremendously, but fortunately I've been able to do coaching, <coughs> excuse me, coaching with executives. I'm doing some B2C coaching for entrepreneurs, transitioning leaders. Yeah. And so if you look at this jet, by the way, <coughs> excuse me, when the jets aren't flying, they're in the hangar. We tighten down the rivets, we refuel the jet, we retool the equipment, and and we get that jet in shape. And then there's also crew rest for pilots. We hit the gym, we study, we practice. We're not always at full power pushing up the throttles in the air. And so what I've been doing, Luigi, and I've been very intentional about this because I know that the sales are going down on my other programs, but I need to retool my business, my f 16 yeah. I've, been, I've been working on Zoom, you know, you can see my office set up here and I could show you around. I got a 55 inch screen. I, got, I do a lot of live events and I can create a much bigger atmosphere than it is here. My audio is pretty good. I got a Yeti mic. I got some wireless stuff. I got all sorts of technology. Yeah. I'm retooling this business and then creating backup marketing materials around this new pandemic on resilience, on anxiety, on dealing with change all things that are part of my regimen and mindset based on my experience. And so, I'm retooling. I'm not worrying about the sale. I'm worrying about building, creating, practicing, building that inner confidence that happens on the ground so that when I do get in the jet, I'll be able to deliver that value proposition, hit my targets a lot better. So, you got to be willing to just say, you know what, I'm not making any money now, but I got to work on me. Yeah. Work on me. Work on your on your craft, your skills, your technology and tools. Reach out to others. Yeah. Find out what they're doing, and then and most importantly, you got all that stuff together. You got a market. You got to ask for the sale. You got to reach out to people that know you, love you, trust you. Maybe your past clients. Yeah. And leverage for people like you who uh, who build up build a broader audience of my content, uh, and then we make it a win win, right, Luigi? Yeah. That's important.
0: No, that's awesome. And so, you know, it's, what I'm taking away from that is, you know, something happened, external environment, it changed, it fundamentally changed a big part of your business and your income sure. stream. And you went to the tools, retooled your business so that you could adapt and pivot your offering to ensure that you found another channel of opportunities right. um, to drive forward.
1: And then doing the the virtual events, I'm doing them. I've done some in England. I've done some for folks in Australia. Uh, So even if folks are in in South Africa want me to do uh, a focus group with 20 or 200 of their salespeople, I could do it because I have the tools and technology. And then finally doing the the coaching, the online coaching. I have a program called ACE, which are 52-plus videos, three- to five-minute videos and worksheets on driving forward your preparation, your sales motivation, your resilience – so that's another offering and I built that up, by the way, the last two years knowing that I needed a virtual offering yeah. beyond just being on the stage. So you got to dig yep. the well before you need it. Yeah. Uh, so I was fortunate to have that already in place, but uh, there's got to be some discomfort. Mm. There's got to be some pain in the process and it's been, just, it's been uncomfortable for me, but it's been, I've been enjoying the challenge.
0: Yeah. Right? This is really cool. I think, I th- You know, I think, yeah, I think so many salespeople from what you've just said, there's a lot of lessons in that, right? We can either sit there and blame and, you know, deny what's happening and justify why we can't pick up the phone, why we can't reskill, why, you know, a whole variety of reasons, or we can accept that, you know, there is change, there's an opportunity in front of us. You know, we live in a world of abundance. I love that about Paul J. Meyer, you know, what he used to talk about. We live in a world of abundance and it's all—it's everything's an opportunity, right? Um, and I think what you've just demonstrated through how you've pivoted your business is that, you know, you've actually, you're a product of the product, right? You've taken the opportunity in front of you and you've actually probably created a far more sustainable business moving forward because you've got multiple touches now to multiple different audiences and you can access people that previously you weren't able to access. So that's, you know, I think there's a, some great insight there. And I mean, sellers can take anything from anything, right? Or we all can. And I say, we all live by selling every one of ourselves, whether we like it or not. Um, and I think mindset plays a crucial thing. And you mentioned when you, you, you do a bit of coaching for executives and entrepreneurs, etc. Yeah, What's one of the most common things that you find that hold people back from being the best they can be? The ability to ask for help. Okay.
1: People have to be willing to take their masks off and be courageous to re- to, to, to others and say, you know what, I don't have the answer. I don't have the, the tool, the skill set, the motivation to, to get through this. Who can I reach out to to lift me up when yeah. my wings are clipped or I'm having an engine failure? Because, you know, especially in sales and, and entrepreneurs, you know, we build a business, we have egos, right? We don't want to show our our, our, our in, uncertainties or in, uh, insecurities, but being willing to ask for help. And I say, ask with honor. You ask with honor. And this is why, you know, we build a relationship. You know, we connect with each other on LinkedIn. You asked me to be on the podcast. I got to know you a little bit. And hey, you know, let's build a relationship. Yeah. And so, so when you ask with honor, it means you're appreciating the relationship. You're saying thank you. You're, you're finding ways to help them. You're paying it forward. Maybe not with that person, but with some other wingman or wingman in your life who's struggling. Yeah. And that's the beauty about, about abundance because you may have a lack in one area, but you always have something to give. Yeah. And that really is about trust and being a wingman. And sometimes, you know, even with a, on a sales call or with a current customer, you may say, look, I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I'm going to find out. Yeah, absolutely. And I may need help now, but I'm going to seek. Seek and you shall find, right, folks? If yeah. you seek it, you shall find it. But the key here is this is the most important part, Luigi, is that some people realize they need help, but they haven't done the investment in those relationships before those missiles mm. and engine failures and sales objections and COVID-19s Yeah,
0: They're
1: looking yep. around. They're saying, I don't have wingmen. Who can I call? And that's an eye opener for a lot of people. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. But we we can move forward. We can move forward by saying today's the day where I'm going to give. I'm going to give, give, yep. give, give, give. Build those relationships so when the, when it does happen again, I'll have more teammates available. But you can start today, yeah. folks. Just give it away. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Luigi. No, no, I it's good. I just, I just, I just as now,
0: in a, we've got a mutual friend in in Larry Levine, and he talks about your relationship funnel, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy. Yeah, we spoke in in uh, San Diego just a couple months ago together. Yeah
0: awesome guy, man. I absolutely love his story. I love his, you know, his methodology and what he's all about. Right. And I yeah, think, and he yeah. talks about the relationship funnel. He's like, fill the relationship funnel first, you know, build, build human to human relationships. And I think you're right. That's so, that's so important. And, and when I look back to one of the, you know, somebody that I interviewed that I was looking forward to interviewing for such a long time, a guy called Seth Godin, yep. a marketer. A Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know, his book, um, he gave me a book, which is, V for vulnerability Right And I loved it I loved everything about it Because I think You know Sometimes You're right In in the world Like I come from A European family Italian family It's all about You know We don't show emotion We don't cry Like you know We have to be that That certain persona And I think sometimes It's okay to be vulnerable Right It's okay to say Hey you know what I'm struggling This is tough Um, You know what I I put my heart Like my, my heart's on my sleeve I put all that effort Into that sale I thought I had it and it just, the last minute fell over. I think it's yeah. okay to go, you know what, I'm disappointed. It's okay to be upset. You know what I mean? Um, so look, I really appreciate everything that you've talked about today. But, but mate, before we sort of um, sort of wrap up, is there somebody in your career that, that's been a, a major influence and why?
1: Oh, goodness. You know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of folks out there who've, uh, who've helped me. I, I have a saying, make your friends, your mentors, and your mentors <laughs> Your friends, yeah. Make your friends your mentors, and your mentors your friends. You know, I, I think what makes me successful the, the, from the big picture perspective, and there are folks that I can I could share. But I don't know if there's any one person. But it's just this conglomeration of amazing, giving individuals who were always there for me, who I've nurtured relationships. Not not a lot. Not like I'm not. I don't think everybody should be your wingman, right? But there are folks that I can call, text any day of the week, any time of day, and they will give me advice, inspiration, yeah. encouragement. They'll kick my butt, and <laughs> get me back in that plane. And so, so it's really like, like, a, like a conglomeration of folks. But one guy that comes to mind is a friend of mine, Jeffrey Gittimer. He wrote yeah. the sales Bible Gittimer. You know, he's always, he's so seasoned. He's, he's an older guy now. I've, I've known him for almost 20 years, but we text each other. He brought me into his office when I was uh, when I was just starting out. We had pancakes together. He gave me advice, invested in me as a person, not because I was going to mm. give him money. I didn't have a paycheck or, or a dollar sign on my head. He gave his, his wings away. And so I, I built this great relationship with him. Even Gerhard Geschwantner of Selling yeah. Power magazine, you know Gerhard Yeah. Of Selling Power? Uh, a big magazine. He's coached me a lot. Uh, but but, but the big thing is if you can, the way you build those relationships is being the time, of, if the, the way you build those wingman relationships is being the type of wingman that others can come to for yeah, help. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're open and receptive and help as many people out and you you, you allow people to, to come to you for advice and you're also willing to give it with love, not being weak, not being a, a yes sayer and saying yes to everything, but truly yeah. being assertive tactful in your feedback because people need to be pushed. I think some people, in, in all due respect, deserve to lose a sale, deserve to lose a yeah, relationship. They didn't nurture it. They didn't mm-hmm. do the right steps, but then to say, okay, I'm vulnerable. I messed up. Let me get back out of that that dungeon of despair and, and just get back in the jet and keep flying. So that's what resilience is about. That's what mindset's about. It's not about just as much about fear as it is about about courage
0: yeah it's not oh.
1: about perfect execution. it's about the perfect mm. preparation and all those things. If you keep focusing on those and then knowing that you have a team behind you you'll you'll bounce back from failure and 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 keep keep striving for for not not being a top gun but striving to be the best, not just yeah to be the best, but the journey to get there. That's what counts for top performers
0: yeah, it's such an awesome you know. I mean, I love that because for me, I always say, you know, like when things don't go well, you know, when you have a hot, like sometimes no matter how, you know, how much hard work you put into your pipeline and, you, and you've and you ticked all the boxes, things just don't go to plan, right? Because it, you cannot control the sale. You can't control the customer saying yes or no, right? You can, you can influence, you can help them and, and I often say, right. you know, I've coached a, a couple of incredible salespeople and there's one that comes to mind, He's, you know, I've, I've coached him for a number of years and we've become sort of best mates and he had a difficult time. And I often said to him, you know, like, you've got to embrace the challenge to appreciate the good, right? Yeah. You've got to know because otherwise you don't have a real appreciation for, for what great is, right? And, and with that challenge comes great opportunity. Because you get to learn about yourself, you get to you get to uncover things about yourself. You get to you get to identify things that you might not like about yourself. You know, I've yeah. I've, I've 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 uncovered things about the about myself in the last two months. I'm I'm horrified at. You know, I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm looking at it, going, mate. I thought I thought I thought there were elements of my mindset which which I had under control. But what what it's taught me is I've got another opportunity to learn. I've got another opportunity to grow and be better at what I thought I was great at. It means yeah. that you know what there's so much more opportunity. So mate, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us and and talking about, you know, building that mindset and resilience and and for any of our listeners, where can they go to find you and we've got a bit of an offer that we'll we'll actually put, you know, put out yeah, there yeah. for an ebook, but where can they connect and find you?
1: So uh, if they Google Waldo Waldman, Waldo Waldman, uh, there's you can find a bunch of videos and information on me there, and I'm on social media, LinkedIn, yep. Instagram, Twitter, Waldo Waldman as well. Just connect with me there. Let me let it let, it, let me know when you do that. You heard me on this podcast, uh, and then my website is yourwingman.com, yourwingman.com, uh, and so there's a, there's a lot there. on not YouTube. I've got a I've got a YouTube page as well. If you like my videos or come up uh you know fan or whatever all that great stuff uh and because there's a lot of folks you know i love about this industry is i don't care if i'm the i'm the coach or i'm the speaker you learn so much from from different people i don't care how experienced yeah. or inexperienced you are it's a beautiful thing um and then i mentioned about getting my uh, giving everybody a free download to my uh new york times bestseller never fly solo it's a It's a New York Times Wall Street Journal bestseller. It's 20 bucks on Audible, 20 American bucks, but I'm giving it to all your listeners for free. Yeah, awesome. And if they go to my website, yourwingman.com forward slash NFS, Nancy Foxtrot Sierra, like Never Fly Solo, yourwingman.com forward slash NFS.com. Put your email in. I'll send you a link to the book to download it. You can share it with anybody you want. And then also I'll, I'll send six three to five minute coaching videos on building resilience in your life on how to retool how to avoid distractions stay focused and more courageous and and especially during times of change and uncertainty which we surely are going through these days
0: well that's awesome and we'll put all that in the show notes for our listeners and mate i want to say thank you so much for 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 coming on our show sharing some incredible wisdom you know i'm better for it and i appreciate the content that you share and, and the contribution you make into our community
1: you got it, and I appreciate your enthusiasm and energy too. It, it's obviously love what you do, and we're never going to have a time like this, most likely in our lives, to truly humble ourselves and find our weaknesses and vulnerabilities, and re refuel and retool what's important in our life and our passions. So, in that sense, it's a, it's a blessing for all of us, and may we all we all uh, stay healthy and uh, and make it through to twenty twenty one and get back to business as usual. Yeah, who knows thanks. if that's going to happen?
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, thanks, wingman.
1: You got it. God bless you, Luigi. I really enjoyed today.